Uh, joining me now is Justin Daigle. Of course, you probably recognize him as the captain of the West Auckland Admirals and also doing a lot of awesome things with the Auckland Ice Hockey Association. Justin, how are you doing, buddy, up there in lockdown? Yeah, doing all right, man. Uh, good to see you. And uh, yeah, trying to trying to just keep busy, as busy as we can through all this. It's uh, some trying times, but um, yeah, so far, so good. Speaking of uh, keeping busy, you and AJ Spiller, uh, Admirals fans will recognize that name as well. You guys have been, uh, you've launched some new online interactive uh, lessons recently. How did the first one go? Um, yeah, so we, um, obviously AJ being the, the general manager for the Auckland Ice Hockey Association and myself as as the head coach, um, you know, we, we just thought that we, we got to find a way to, to stay engaged with, with the members and, and the kids and um, try to be doing something and, and obviously the, the fortunate side of it is that we're in the age of technology where we have access to some of these programs like zoom and uh, and things like that so we started off by doing some video segments um, where which is you know uh, not exactly in either of our comfort zones but um, <laughs> wanted to get something out there so that people could in, engage with um, with the hockey community and be able to provide them with some little drill ideas and things they could be doing at home to, to stay stay with it. But, um, that kind of segued after doing a couple of the hockey at home, um, video segments, we decided we should potentially look at running, um, you know, some, some online sort of classes that kids could tune into, um, and adults too. We, we've had a few adults that have joined in on the sessions too. So, um, and, and that was, that was, uh, brought up at one of the board meetings and we thought, you know what, collaboratively, let's, let's put some ideas down. And there's a, a few dads in the group that had some great ideas of things that they'd seen and, um, that other sports were doing. So we, um, yeah, just, just started to sort of conceptualize what we could do and, um, and we wanted to sort of make it age specific and, um, try to reach as much of, of our member, um, group as we could. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Obviously, nothing beats being on the ice, but um, this has been just a cool way to still be able to engage with everybody and, and stay active and have some fun doing it. So, yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, the key thing there, obviously, being interactive. Uh, so, what kind of questions are you or AJ being asked during these lessons? Well, so here's the thing: we 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 thought that you know if if we let everybody have that ability to sort of ask questions, they would spiral a bit out of control. Um, so we we've taken the approach of making it more like a, a classroom segment. So um, we, we actually mute everybody that's joining the, the call. And, um, and then basically um, we, we spotlight myself doing the drills, doing the workout. Um, so that that's the one downside is it isn't as interactive as we would have liked it to be, but um, it was just one of those things where if we have, you know, 29 kids on a call, um, all wanting to ask questions and before you know it our half hour is up and we haven't even started a workout so um, we had to sort of be a bit strategic with with how we sort of structured it and and ran it um, and we just thought that was the best way to do it is people join the call we get right into it with a bit of a warm-up we um, segue that into our workout and then do 10 minutes of, of skill work just some some ball handling drills um, and then finish with a bit of a cool down and a quick sign off and um, fortunately we've got center ice that has jumped on board and, and are now, um, offering some, some, um, gift vouchers. Uh, so, so one lucky member of the call gets to go home with a bit of a, uh, a voucher from center ice. So that's been awesome having them on board with it too. And, um, and it's just recently opened up to, to the whole country. So it started off as sort of an Auckland only concept, but 
um, we've decided that we'd open it up to anybody that's in New Zealand and actually even, even around the world, we had, um, AJ's cousin tune in from Canada on his birthday. And so (laughs) we, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty cool and, and a lot of fun. So. Man, that's awesome. I, I've definitely noticed that, uh, you know, even being here in Sydney, I've noticed that the likes of, you know, Center Ice and obviously you guys are all jumping in and pitching and just trying to do whatever you can to kind of connect the New Zealand hockey community during these crazy times, which is, yeah, it's just awesome to see. And like, I wish I could be a part of it more being where I am, but I guess, you know, this, this will do, I guess. But the one thing I really like about you, Justin, uh, it's just how much you've immersed yourself, you know, within the community from the moment you got here, uh, you know, helping Kiwis of different age groups and abilities, you know, learning to play hockey and, and you know, improve their skills. Uh, one thing, you know, obviously you've been Canadian, being from Alberta, how, do, how have you found the uptake of the sport here? Oh, man, it's it's been unbelievable. Um, I, I was, you know, I, I had <laughs> my, my intentions early on were, you know, play a season or two as an import and, and then, you know, sort of go back to life as, as normal. But, um, but obviously the, um, opportunities were, were sort of presented and, and I, you know, was, was really happy to, to stay here. And, um, I, I really enjoy being able to contribute and, and, um, and be sort of one piece to the big puzzle of people that are here, um, to, to grow the sport. And we're lucky that we have so many good people, um, here in New Zealand, you know, the, uh, the amount of, of people that, um, that, you know, volunteer their time and energy to, to be on the ice and, uh, and help the kids, uh, develop is just unbelievable. Uh, and I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of, of that group. Um, and, and, you know, the, the growth of the sport has been awesome to see over the last few years, um, you know, just, just even in, in the last year of being involved with, with the AIHA, um, it's been incredible seeing the learn to play level. It's really that grassroots that, um, I get extremely excited about just, just seeing new kids getting into the sport, falling in love with it, um, takes me back to, to my first couple of years in hockey. And I couldn't even skate my first year. I was so mad at my dad for getting me into it. And I would crawl around the ice and try to keep up to everybody. And I couldn't even stand up, but um, you know, once I kind of got the hang of skating, it just, it, it was, it was game over for me. So, um, seeing kids that, that just, um, like I said, fall in love with the sport and, and, and stick with it and, um, and being able to help, help them, um, you know, develop and, and stay involved is just, just as rewarding as it can be. So. So I love hearing about you struggling, uh, to pick the sport up when you were a kid, because, I guess the, you know, the obvious stereotype with Canadians is that you're basically born into hockey. You're born with, you know, skates on, as they say, uh, you know, from your experience being here in New Zealand, um, can Kiwis pick it up naturally like, you know, your countrymen do, or is there sometimes more of a steep learning curve involved there? No, I, I'm like, I'm blown away all the time with, with some of the natural ability. I mean, um, it's, yeah, it's crazy to see like, there's kids that, that start off their first session in, in our learn to play classes and they're, they're needing one of those frames to stay up. And by the end of that session, they're flying around with their frames. You almost kind of got to rope them in and say, you got to stay in this little area, you know, but, um, and, and the next time they're back, you know, they don't even need the frame anymore and off they go. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think that, uh, that, yeah, it, it's incredible to see some of the natural athleticism and ability that, that some of these kids have. Um, and then obviously I just, you know, I, I think that, um, yeah, we, we do a good job of making it a fun environment and, and that's again, 
uh, goes down to all the coaches that we have that help out. It's, it's, it's definitely a, a fun learning environment that is, you know, predicated on the kids just being out there enjoying themselves. And, um, and again, it's just awesome to, to be involved with. So. Uh, you mentioned, obviously, with the uh, lessons that you and AJ are doing, you've now opened it up to uh, the rest of New Zealand. Now, I know that uh, down in Canterbury, they pride themselves on their youth program. I've seen some of the amazing things that, uh, you know, Dean Tonks does. Uh, how do you think the youth development in Auckland uh, is comparing? Uh, or how does it fare compared to those other regions in the country? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, where every everybody's doing what they can um, and, and at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of volunteers involved and, and it takes a, 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 an army of people that are, that are backing it all. And so, um, it's a kudos to every region, uh, as, as far as the effort that's going into developing young hockey players. And so, um, but I, I mean, I don't want to compare any, any region to any other region. Um, we all have struggles that we have to sort of work through and, um, and those challenges are, are, are not just hockey specific. That's, that's sort of minor sport specific for New Zealand. And so, um, we're, we're, yeah, I think we're, we're fortunate enough that we have some really, really good people involved at the national level, uh, and, and within each of the regions. And so there's really no need to compare anything. We all have struggles, but, um, but at the end of the day, everybody seems to want what's best. And that's for more kids to get involved with the sport and, and, um, and to keep them in the sport, I think is, is the big key too. And, um, and that just comes from, from, you know, creating a, a fun environment for them to, to get into it and, um, and then make sure we can keep them engaged and, uh, and having fun for years to come. So I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's kudos to the entire country. And, and I've been really, really pleased to see how many people are involved with that. Now, I know because uh, one of the obviously big concerns is the kind of drop off of players as they get older. You're actually the head coach of the uh, New Zealand under 20s team for the past three seasons. Uh, this year, we saw you know a slight improvement in Bulgaria over uh, 2019. You went from eighth to sixth place. What were some of your biggest takeaways from that 2020 World Champs? Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we've tried to add a lot more structure and, and we've been fortunate enough to have some, some awesome people at the, at the federation level that have, that have uh, been involved as administrators and support staff. Um, and uh, we've really been driving that, that we can't just rely on one training camp before we go to compete uh, and, and uh, drive the cost down by doing more local camps. Uh, and something we've, we've done now is, is we're, we're now flying the coaching resources around the country as opposed to the players, which is obviously there's only two or three coaches involved, whereas there, there's, you know, 20 kids or 20 players that we would have to fly around the country. So just from simply a budget perspective, which obviously at that level, the, the cost factor is a huge barrier to, to players being involved with the under-20 national team. So we're trying to eliminate that cost factor. Um, and, and again, make it an ongoing development program as opposed to a one-off training camp before we could go away to compete. Um, and so that, that was something that we started last year. Uh, we ran five, four camps from September through to uh, December, and then obviously had our training camp in January overseas. Um, and prior to this whole uh, COVID-19 situation, we had another six camps already booked and ready to go between now and December as well. So um, it's unfortunate timing. We did get the lucky enough to get a camp in in Christchurch. Mm. Um, and we, we had two scheduled for April. One was going to be in Auckland and one was going to be down in Dunedin. Uh, and then obviously we've 
introduced a, a new program with the NZIHL schedule that would see the uh, under 20 level players um, playing on a team um, for the bye weekends of the regions that were on the bye. So they would play against that team. So let's say it was, it was West Auckland Admirals had a bye that weekend. Well, we would then bring in the under 20s from around the country to play against the West Auckland Admirals so we could get them some extra game time. Because um, that's another thing we notice is, is a lot of them are on the bubble with the NZIHL squads. And um, it's, it's very competitive at that level. So oftentimes they, they don't get a lot of game time. And then we expect them to go compete uh, at the world stage and, and the pressure is on and they, they aren't quite used to it yet. So um, we have to try to provide them more opportunities to get comfortable in those pressure situations and, uh, and obviously not just depend on a 10-day 10, 10 training camp prior to competition. That's just not enough time. Uh, it needs to be an ongoing sort of um, hockey's a year-round thing at that level. So um, that's the big changes. And, and obviously, once we get through this situation, it'll be back to business. And uh, we'll pick up where we left off and, and get ready for 2021. So I love that, man. There's some really creative uh, problem solving there, obviously, the big thing with the travel. Um, and you're seeing some benefits from that now. Could you see that kind of initiative happening with the other national teams, both with, say, the Ice Blacks and the women's teams? Yeah, I think um, I think that's that's something that that's sort of from the top down is going to be, um, you know, expected within each of, of the national team levels. You know, even the under 18s, under 16s, um, it's it's a new development model that um, you know we we've, we've uh, and and I'm not the only one. Obviously, there's a ton of uh, of people involved in making that stuff happen. And um, and again, it's just uh, it, it's a testament to the new vision. There's there's uh, a set vision now that, that everybody wants to carry out across the board with, with the national program. Um, and so again, I'm just happy to contribute with the under 20 effort and we've got some good people in, in the, with the other teams that, uh, again, it's just going to mean, uh, bigger and better things for New Zealand on that international stage. So it's awesome. I love it. Now, of course, you've had your mate AJ Spiller by your side as the assistant coach in the past for those under-20 tournaments. This year, you uh, you brought along Eric DeWitt. Uh, in your eyes, what does a guy like Eric bring to that role? Oh, he's, um, you know, another just just really bright hockey mind. Um, and, and he's got a great coaching background as well. He coached uh, at the Bantam AAA level in Red Deer. Um, so, so a hockey hotbed there. And, um, and, and yeah, so, and, and he's, he's got a, a lot of refing experience. If, if you remember, he's refed, uh, you know, in, in exhibition in the WHL. And, um, so he's just, he's a guy that knows the game inside and out. Um, and, and at the end of the day, we speak the same hockey language, you know, and, and so, um, we've had times in the past watching NHL games together just as buddies and, uh, you know, we're calling the same stuff as it's happening. And so, uh, we just thought it'd be a good fit. Um, and, and again, he's, uh, he's a strong personality, which you kind of need for those roles. And, uh, again, he's been through what, what it takes to be a coach and, um, he was a great counterpart and, and, uh, was, was good to work with. And, um, and yeah, we got another year together and, and then we'll see where we go from there. So, Awesome. I am looking forward to 2021 where hopefully everything is back to normal and we have hockey and everything. And it's just, we can just go back to the way things were. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, yeah, with you being involved with the under 20s, um, you know, for some time now, I know Finlay Forbes has a bit of a cult following, which is, it's quite, <laughs> it's quite cool to see uh, where, you know, 
podcast, we've been fans of him for a while ourselves, but who are some players that you could see prog- uh, progressing from that level uh, to becoming future leaders and difference makers with the Ice Blacks? Um, yeah, you know, there's there's some some amazingly talented players at that level. Um, so, so you know, Finley obviously is, is a talented goalie and, and uh, he's going to develop and continue to develop uh, for years to come and, and definitely one of those sort of up-and-comers for the Ice Blacks and, and, uh, and yeah, yeah, great, great kid and uh, funny guy too. You know, <laughs> he's uh, quite, quite the personality. But um, some, some of the others, you know, I, I don't like naming names and, and individuals, but um, Hayden Bull um, from the Canterbury region, uh, very smart centerman, great player, um, committed to the sort of the off ice side of things. You know, he's always fit. And, um, and, and yeah, so uh, Max Vesper, another one that just has incredible amounts of talent. Um, Lachlan Butler, Flynn Jones, uh, you know, there's, I don't want to name too many cause I'll, I'll end up forgetting somebody and then I'll be in the bad books, but, um, we're, we're lucky that, that there's, there's a ton of opportunity, ton of, um, I guess you could say upside, um, at the under 20 group. Uh, and I'm just excited to, to continue to work with them and, and do my best to help them reach new heights in, in their development. And, um, yeah, the, there's, there's definitely the sky's the limit for a lot of those guys and, and they will be future ice flacks out of that group without a doubt. And what about yourself, Justin, you know, as the under twenties head coach now, do you have any further coaching ambitions that drive you to improve? Oh, absolutely. Like coaching is one of those things you, you can never be too good at it. And it's just like hockey itself. You know, you're, you're never going to master it. Um, and the second you think, you know, it all, you're wrong. And so <laughs> I, I just love working with, with some of the other coaches here in the country. And, um, I'm, I'm young, you know, as far as coaches go, I'm, I'm only 32. So I know there's still a ton to learn and, and, uh, I, I look forward to any opportunity to, to sort of be a sponge and soak up knowledge and, uh, and then obviously just try to pass that on to, to the players. And, um, but I, I you know, I, 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 like to, to push my own limits and um, definitely definitely have, have future aspirations of you know one day coaching with the Ice Flax program and, and, and just continuing to, to try to make an impact and do what I can to, to help grow the sport and keep players having fun. That's, that's really it for me. But um, yeah, no, there's, there's always room to improve, always stuff to learn. And um, yeah, I'm just excited to, to be along for the ride. So now you got your start. Uh, you're you a video coach for the under 20s as well. Um, we know we've had other video coaches on the podcast uh, before Travis Kirkard, uh comes to mind. Of course, we kind of know on that level, you know, both in, you know, like Canadian junior leagues, what that kind of role would entail. But say down here in New Zealand, what, what does a video coach do? Um, well, basically, you, you, you have to analyze uh, any footage that you have. So, um, for us with the under twenties this year, we, we would just, uh, you know, we, we, we don't have a ton of money, so it's not like we're out there buying the, the cutting edge sort of technology as far as filming, uh, you know, cameras and things like that. But, um, we, we take every opportunity where we can get some footage and, and obviously then it's a matter of dissecting that footage, um, identifying things that you like out of your systems, um, and, and room for improvement and, and, uh, you know, you, you do have to point out mistakes because that's that's a part of the learning process. But um, so so really, it's just that it's reviewing footage, um, clipping certain things that you want to highlight to the team, and then obviously running that video session um, and 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 
yeah, providing the feedback that the players need and um, what could have been done better or, or different scenarios and, and, and how, how the players can improve on the execution side of the system. So um, it's, uh, it's a bit of pretty deep rabbit hole. I'm, I'm not the most technically gifted, so um, I keep it simple with the programs and stuff. But um, with, with the under-20s, like the game footage goes up to YouTube, so it's nice and easy. You can just watch it on the YouTube stream write down the time that you see the mistake or the good thing happen and then, and then put your notes in place and um, run it however you want. I just use PowerPoint and away we go. So um, pretty, pretty, pretty simple. Let's put it that way. Love it. I feel like there's definitely a market here for video coaching in New Zealand <laughs> when you when you speak <laughs> of it like that. Uh, moving on to the NZHL, obviously COVID-19's kind of hit us hard there. But before all that, how were preparations looking for the West Auckland Admirals this year? Yeah, I mean, we were, um, I've got excited um, to say the least. We, we had ran two um, scrimmages on um, on a Monday night and, and got the boys back together. And um, we had just started two weeks of being back at the gym together. Um, so that was, you know, just, just extremely exciting. You know, you never see the guys enough in the off season. Um, and so it was awesome to get everybody back and, uh, and the, the, the energy was there. Everyone was, was, you know, ready to, to make a solid push at the season and, um, excited to get back to training and, and pushing each other. And, um, and then, yeah, unfortunately the, we, we had to sort of close up shops. So, um, but I know, you know, in talking with some of the guys, people are still doing things they can at home to stay fit. So I know myself personally, I'm running almost every day and doing home workouts and even just the Zoom sessions with the kids. I tell you what, I end up huffing and puffing and dripping sweat <laughs> by the end of those. But um, yeah, I think uh, we, we were excited about it. We, we had lined up some really good imports. Um, and so that was sort of our pieces to the puzzle. Obviously, it was going to be a big hole missing AJ this year. Um, so that was a, a key sort of gap that we had to try to fill, which we were confident we we'd found a, a good candidate there. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was unfortunate, but it is what it is. And um, I know that the boys will just be chomping at the bit to get back to it whenever, whenever we get that green light to do so. So has there been any kind of discussions uh, amongst the league and the teams of a possibility of salvaging a season this year? Uh, not that I've heard. I think everybody's still sort of waiting. Like a lot of those decisions, especially from contact sports, those will be handed down. It's not really up to us, um, the, the NZIHL or, or the Federation for that matter, to, to make those decisions executively. It's, it's something that um, I know like AJ's working with Sport New Zealand all the time, staying up to date with the information that they release. And um, it's going to be something that uh, that that – yeah, decisions will be made, but but I would I would say that uh, it'd be ambitious to think anything can be salvaged at this point. Um, it's just it's just so risky as far as the financial side of things, and mm. um, players already pay uh, X amount to play, um, so any of that financial risk would fall back on the players, and so it's uh, it's a tough one. Uh, it is, but um, you know. Obviously, everybody wants to get back to it, but we, we got to wait till the time is right and, and do things the right way so that we don't end up having to go back into something like this. So it's um, step by step and, and we'll, we'll see where we get at the end of it. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. We all want to see sport back as much as possible. But I guess in the meantime, obviously, you've probably seen, uh, you know, here at Pakia, we're bringing in the NZ Chell season. Uh, we're going yeah. to be creating four players uh, for in for each NZ Chell team from any previous roster uh, based on the nominations we've received. And it seems like in goal for you guys is going to be Finlay Forbes. Uh, we definitely got slammed there. Uh, now, We'll fill out those rosters uh, with a fantasy draft of NHL players outside of that. If you could draft one NHL pro to the Admirals, who would it be and why? Ooh, put me on the spot here. <laughs> um, one NHL player, <clears throat> you know, top of my head, I'm going with somebody like Austin Matthews, um, just a pure goal scorer, but has some size. Um, and I know, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, I know Marner's there too, you know, <laughs> uh, hint, hint, wink, wink, but, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's a tough one. I, um, yeah, geez, I, I, I guess Matthews would jump out, but you know, Pasternak is unbelievable. Um, and, and I mean, hard to dog Ovi when he's still putting up as many goals as he's doing. So, yeah. Uh, pretty physical game too so um yeah no I, I i'm confident uh matthews matthews would be a good good choice i was kind of surprised you weren't going to throw out a, a flame player there yeah to be fair like i <laughs> I, I love geo but um giordano but mm. and johnny obviously johnny hockey but just a little small seems to get pushed around when the going gets tough around you know playoff time so um gotta get that size and skill combo i think so I love that. The coach's brain comes out even when we're talking about video games. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned Ovi and I think it's just so awesome. The sign, I guess the sign of the times uh, where we had Ovi, the great eight versus Wayne Gretzky, the great one in a game of Chell. Like it's just awesome that people are finding different ways to try and fill the void. I know obviously Cam Green, he, uh, he filled out the BHL season with assimilation. Uh, yeah. So that's awesome to see. But I mean, we are all, I guess we're all just trying to do anything we can to entertain ourselves, you know, during this pandemic, aside from, you know, doing the videos with AJ, what else are you doing to keep yourself sane? <laughs> well, um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a closet gamer, so playing a little bit of call of duty here and there. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's always fun. It's awesome. You know, in this the age of technology, I can, uh, jump on a game with my buddies back in Canada. And, and so that's, that's kind of cool. So, um, but other than that, you know, just staying fit. Um, there's lots to do here on the ranch. So there's, uh, you know, making horse feeds and, and helping my fiance Haley with anything she needs around here. Um, and then, yeah, just, just, uh, staying active, trying to go out, you know, I, I go for, um, you know, five, five to seven K run every day and, and, uh, some walking and trying to get that step count up. You know, I've got a step count watch. So I, uh, constantly trying to keep an eye on that and, and just, um, try to, try to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Um, and, and it's great, you know, we, on the property here, we've got her parents as well. So we're in that bubble with them. So, um, we're, we're still able to, to keep in contact with them and, um, and yeah, she's working from home. So it's, uh, it's been, it's been some extra quality time that, uh, is a bit of a, a bonus to, to, you know, how unfortunate the situation is. Speaking of that, I have one more question for you that may potentially put you on the spot. Speaking of that quality time, we're spending a lot of quality time uh, with ourselves at the moment. After a month of lockdown, what's one thing you've learned about yourself? <laughs> um, 
I love hockey. I, I guess that's not learning it, but, uh, but yeah, I just, I, I miss, I miss being able to just skate out on the ice, you know, and, um, and that's sort of the, um, the, the home away from home and, and the happy place. And it's been there my whole life. And, um, it's just, just hard not to be able to just go to the rink and jump on the ice anytime. And, um, so yeah, I think it's not that I'm learning how much I love it, but I, I guess it's, it's been a, a good reminder of, of how much I love and, and miss it. So, um, yeah, that's about it. I also realize that I, I'm, I'm a bit of a weirdo sometimes when I get that energy. And, um, yeah, I, I goof around a little bit too much sometimes and, and distract Haley while she's working, but, uh, <laughs> it's all in good fun, all in good fun. Nice, man. Uh, well, I mean, hopefully things get back to yeah normalcy soon. I know New Zealand is trying to do whatever they can to get uh, the levels down. Obviously, you're going to level three lockdown and hopefully soon to level two. And then who knows what will happen from there. But anyway, uh, Justin Daigle, thanks so much for your time. It's always awesome catching up with you, buddy. And can't wait to see more of your lessons with AJ. Oh, man. Thank, thank you again uh, for reaching out and, and always happy to chat with you, Logan. So, um, keep doing what you're doing. And, and again, I've said it so many times in the past, but we're so lucky to have someone with your passion, um, covering the sport here. And, uh, you do tremendous work to, to help us grow it and, and promote it. So, um, don't change a thing, buddy. Keep it up. Well, that wraps up another Zoom chat here at Park Year. Thanks again to Justin Daigle for taking the time to chat to us. Uh, I know this is definitely filling in my day because, well, I'm on leave at the moment and I don't really have much else to do. So expect a few more of these over the next couple of weeks. Now, if you want us to interview anyone in particular in the New Zealand hockey community, reach out to us and let us know and we'll try and make it happen. I know that uh, we definitely want to get Andy Mills, the uh, New Zealand Ice Hockey Federation president on sometime soon just to talk about you know where things are at now and I guess the future of the sport moving on from all this COVID-19 pandemic uh, stuff that has just absolutely put everything on pause so uh, enough of that for now but um, yeah we'll be back soon with more see ya